Chapter 6, The First Missionary Journey. Chapter 5 ended with the commissioning of Paul and Barnabas uh, by the church in Antioch to go out to the Gentiles and preach the gospel and plant churches. And so this chapter, we're going to look at that first journey. The years are from 47 to 49. They're on the road, about two years. They travel about 1,200 miles, uh, mostly on foot, and they plant four churches. They spend about three to five months in each of the towns or cities where they plant these churches. And so in the spring of 47, they sail uh, from, from the region of Antioch and visit Cyprus. Now, Cyprus isn't really part of the missionary journey in a sense. The church is already established in Cyprus, as many uh, Jewish believers from Palestine has, have, have gone there uh, during the persecutions. And so Paul and Barnabas and, and Mark uh, encourage the churches as they travel. They preach in the synagogues as they travel across Cyprus by foot. And at some point, because of the uh, Jewish resistance to their message in the synagogues, uh, they, they are arrested and beaten and put on trial. And the governor of, of the island of Cyprus is, is a man named Sergius Paulus. I don't know how to say his name. But during the trial, he becomes convinced of the gospel. And so the governor of the region or island of Cyprus becomes Paul and Barnabas' first Gentile convert on their, on their trip. So uh, spring has passed. They've gone across Cyprus Summer of 47, they sail towards the area known as Galatia. Uh, as they arrive in Galatia, they, Paul switches his name uh, from his Jewish name, Saul, to his Roman name, uh, Paul. And it seems that Paul and Barnabas switched places as well. Barnabas was the leader all through Paul's relationship with Barnabas up till now, uh, mentoring entering Paul into the ministry. But now as they enter Galatia, which is kind of Paul's uh, home place, he would know the language better and the culture better, uh, it seems that Paul takes the lead at this point. But there's a couple of other important incidents. Uh, on the sailing trip across, there's a shipwreck. Uh, as they travel in the mountains, they're, they're accosted or beaten or robbed by bandits. And so now they've been... Uh, They've been arrested and beaten in Cyprus. They've been shipwrecked and they've been robbed. And John Mark uh, is discouraged and leaves them. Uh, he might have also been discouraged because of the switch, in, the possible switch in leadership from his uncle Barnabas to this, this other guy, Paul. In any case, he leaves and uh, Paul and Barnabas are now traveling, uh, as far as we know, alone they, uh, they travel to a place called Antioch of Poseidon. So this is a different town, a different uh, city named Antioch. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I forgot to switch my slides, so let me just catch up here. Uh, here we have this, the area that they're traveling in, and they go to Cyprus, and then uh, they go all the way up to we find them in Antioch of Poseidon. And uh, here's where the 
the story picks up. Luke picks up the storytelling here. And uh, so in Antioch, they preach in the synagogue. And this is kind of their practice through this journey and uh, some of the next. And when they come to the synagogues, there's always three kinds of people. There's the Jews. Uh, these are the ones who are, are genetic, uh, cultural Jews. Uh, some of them may have been from the dispersion dur- long ago during the exile, uh, although that's uncertain. Most of these Jews would have been uh, just people traveling for business and settling in other towns uh, from Palestine. And so, so the, these are the people who know God's word. And so it's easiest in Paul and Barnabas' mind to start there. But not just ethnic Jews who are practicing in the synagogue, but there, there's always also Jewish proselytes or, or Gentile people who have become Jews. And so they've, they've gone to the synagogue, they've heard God's word being read and talked about, and they've found that this, this faith in, in the Creator God is attractive, and they've been gone through the, the purification rituals of circumcision and other things, and they've become Jews. They're, they're Greeks by culture and language, but they're... They're Jews by religion. And then there's also the God-fearers, as the Bible describes them. And these are people who have not converted converted to Judaism, but they come to the synagogue, they hear the scriptures and the teachings, and uh, kind of follow the ways of God, although they haven't fully converted. And so when Paul and Barnabas arrive in Antioch uh, of Poseidon with the gospel and, and open the scriptures and explain how Jesus Christ fulfills the Old Testament scriptures and is the, the author of the New Covenant and that this faith is open to Jews and Gentiles alike, uh, fulfilling the old promises from the prophets of how this would be for all nations. Uh, these people in Antioch have never heard this and they're excited. Uh, they get an excited re- reception. The whole city comes out to hear Paul and Barnabas and the Jewish leaders are are quite jealous of Paul and Barnabas. They never get this kind of attention. And so they kick them out of the synagogue. But Paul and Barnabas continue to minister among the Gentiles of the whole region. People come uh, to hear them. And uh, for, for a few months, they continue to build up the church and disciple the new believers until uh, the unbelieving Jew, or sorry, the, the Jewish leaders become jealous and, uh, and they manage to... Um, convinced the authorities of Antioch to banish Paul and Barnabas from the city and from the region. So they've had a successful time there. The church is planted, uh, somewhat established, and so they go on and they leave behind a community that expresses Jesus Christ in that region, a church mostly of Gentiles filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So now, uh, crossing over the year 47-48, they travel over a five-day walk to Iconium. And this is a, this is a Greek city. Uh, there is a synagogue there, but unlike Antioch, which had a large Jewish population, an influential Jewish population, this is more of a Greek city. Uh, and, uh, and so they start in the synagogue again, and many believe. Uh, there's a great multitude of believers, both Jew and Greek. Uh, and, unbelie- and, uh, and so they, they, they minister, they disciple, they mentor and continue to preach the gospel there. Uh, the unbelieving Jews are, are unhappy about this. Uh, they feel it's a perversion of, of Judaism, and they don't have the clout to get the city officials to kick Paul and Barnabas out like they did in Antioch. 
And so instead, they, they incite a, a riot and kind of in the, in the, uh, in the agitation of, of the city divided against each other, they use Jewish law to stone, uh, to try to stone uh, Paul and Barnabas. But uh, some of the believers hear of the plot and Paul and Barnabas escape from the city and they leave behind in Iconium a community of people expressing God's life and nature in that city. They travel 18 miles to Lystra. Now, Lystra is quite a different place. It's a, small, it's a smaller town, not really a city, and it's very primitive. The people here still speak the original languages. They haven't moved on to Greek and, and, and Latin or any of the other major languages. They're, they're like if, you, if when some of our missionary trips go to Oaxaca, in Oaxaca City, uh, you have general Mexican culture. But if you go up in the mountains, you have people still following their animistic religions and speaking their, their native languages. And so this is the case here in Lystra. So when, when Paul heals a man who is lame, the people of Lystra just assume that Paul and Barnabas are the fulfillment of one of the legends from their animistic religions that the gods would visit them one day, and they assume that Paul and Barnabas are in fact gods and not men. And uh, they, they don't seem to have a hugely successful ministry here. They can't overcome this, this confusion about who they are and what they represent. And uh, the Jewish uh, people from Iconium and, and uh, Antioch of Poseidon are, still have an axe to grind. And they come up here into this primitive place of Lystra and incite the crowds against Paul and Barnabas. Uh, here they become successful. They actually stone Paul and leave him for dead. There's three important people. Uh, one of I, there's not word of a lot of converts in Lystra, but Eunice is a woman who accepted the message of Jesus, and Eunice's mother Lois accepted the message of Jesus, and their young, probably still teenager son Timothy is there, watching all of this happen. He too is converted to Jesus Christ. The small group of believers that are there uh, take Paul's body, uh, still alive but left for dead, and nurse his wounds. He he comes, uh, he he recovers, and uh, they Paul and Barnabas quietly leave that city, and they leave behind a small community of people who are expressing God's nature, the church, in Lystra. They move on then to Derby, mostly uneventful as far as we can tell. Uh, many disciples are made, both, uh, both Jew and Gentile in Derby. They spend the time there to disciple them in the Word, teach them how to see Jesus in all of the Old Testament scriptures and, and how to live uh, a Christian life. And uh, then they decide it's time to, to retrace their steps and go home. Sorry, I've completely forgotten about my pictures. They go from. They go from. Uh, Antioch to Iconium, and then to Lystra, up in the mountains, and then to Derby. And then now they uh, they retrace their steps. They go back to all of the places they've been. Uh, and as they do that, they uh, it says that they appointed elders in these different churches. 
And I, I just want to dwell on that for, for a moment because I think it's important to think about the early church in terms of leadership. And what I see happening here as I read these stories in their context is that they plant the church. They're, they're there for two, three, maybe five months. It's not a lot of time. In, these, in our day, we think it takes at least three years and a million dollars or more to plant a church. Well, they had no money and uh, we're only in each place for, for a few months or, or so. And, and uh, so they've left them. And they've just left them on their own. They, they don't have any support. And then they come back. And what I think they're doing here is they're looking and meeting with the believers. And they're, they're identifying those who are showing steps towards maturity in Jesus Christ. And they're saying to the church, the group of believers, they're saying, see this person here, think of them as an elder, someone to imitate, someone that can help you along in the faith because they've shown the most maturity during the time we've been away. And so they appoint elders, leaders for the churches. And then uh, the year is 49. And they travel by land uh, back to Antioch. And... Um, in Syria this time, uh, their home base, and spend at least a year uh, just resting and recovering back in, in Antioch where they started. Now, another important thing that happens in this year, 49, the emperor in Rome at that time is named Claudius, and there's growing suspicion among the Roman authorities of the Jews and the Christians and so Claudius expels all Jews from the city of Rome. Jews were riding in, in various locations, as we've just seen, uh, over the emerging Christianity that's kind of coming out of the synagogues. And uh, so Claudius wants to put a stop to that, and he expels all of the Jews, and therefore also all of the Christians from Rome. We don't know if there were any Christians or if there was a church in Rome at this time, but we know, do know of two people. Uh, their names are Aquila and his wife Priscilla, who were Jewish believers in Rome at that time, and they're expelled from Rome, and they move, as many did, to Corinth and settle there. And that's going to come up later in the story. And so uh, we end chapter 6 with Paul and Barnabas uh, resting in Antioch, their home base, and uh, just a growing uh, sense of something happening in the empire with this new faith, this Jesus Christ uh, coming out into the communities in the form of groups of believers.